Welcome to the Nightbird Radio Podcast. I'm Timothy Saylor, and I'm going to be your host this evening as we sound out the subconscious, navigate the nocturnal, and explore the farthest reaches of our experience. Coming at you from the back of an 86 Dodge Ram van on the rolling foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in the Great Forest, deep in the heart of the Kali Yuga. This is Radio for the Hauntological Turn. This episode of the Nightbird Radio Podcast was brought to you by yours truly. If you'd like to support the show and hear your name or a cryptic message in lieu of your name read at the top of the next episode, head to nightbirdpodcast.com and navigate to the support the show page. Thank you so much for your generous support. You keep this show going. And remember to subscribe to this show wherever you listen to your podcasts and give me a five-star rating. That helps a lot. I'm also on Instagram at Nightbird Podcast, on YouTube at Nightbird Podcast, on Mastodon at Tim Saylor at Numenauts.club, and on Telegram at t.me slash Nightbird Radio. And welcome back, Nightbirds. It's great to have you back, and it's great to be back. On this episode, I was rejoined by Marissa Gambarudi. We talked about losing our minds and letting go but not giving up. We talked geomancy. Dreams and Closing Dream Loops, Power Animals, Banishing the Voice of Separation, The Dance of Remembering and Forgetting, Framing Petitions, Manifestation and Understanding Desire, Gratitude, Magic as the Catalyst of Inner Transformation, The Imaginary Distinction Between Spiritual and Mundane, and so much more. But without further introduction, let's get to the conversation. Marissa, welcome back to the Nightbird Radio Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I was having weird dreams, like right before this. Like, I didn't tell? think I was I was actually going to need my alarm to get woken up for this. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's my alarm going off. Uh, I was having an apocalypse dream, as one does. Right. <laughs> and I like... I was driving in the car with my partner and all of a sudden everything just like turned to shit at like the snap of snap of a finger. Like everybody just suddenly had like guns in their hands and were pointing them at us and we were just trying to like zip through the city. And then I ended up in a casino with other like magically operant people and all of us felt wholly unprepared for the situation. I was like, does anybody know any kind of tactical magic? And everyone's like, nope i've got nothing i was like anybody got like an invisibility and they're like nope my fuck dude where is the tactical magic that's really interesting that's that makes me think a lot um well i'm always thinking about the thai stuff but like they have stuff for that they have like invulnerability like iron skin magic and like all kinds of crazy war magic because they never got conquered Mm-hmm. And so their war magic is really strong, and they kind of it's on the back burner or whatever because it's like it's been peaceful times. But you know, mm-hmm. Jenks, Jenks yeah. talks about how all that stuff's going to come back out. And um, I'm reading, um, I'm reading it's um, the tale of Kun Cheng Kun Peng, and it's like their courtly epic, or one of the court, courtly epics. 
from uh, their culture. And it's like a thousand pages long. It's huge. But it has all these really cool uh, examples of like their magic. Just kind of, it's just baked into the narrative because it's just part of life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they had like a department of, like a department of magic in the government that would like collect spells for like the army. Really interesting to think about, right? Like, yeah, I mean, also it like makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, like, why, why wouldn't you? And I think we probably have that too. It's just secret. <laughs> yeah, we just you know? don't talk about it. <laughs> well, because I think you can almost, um, and I'm just trying to like playing the game of think like an archon, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you can kind of say, I have magic, I can actually like double the it's like a force multiplier on my own magic if i make you ignorant of it right mm. but it might have mm-hmm. the opposite effect what do you think i i don't know i think about this one as well because i i think about like how how much is what's the difference in the effect of that like a an an attachment or like a parasitic entity can have on someone if they're approaching it as a parasitic entity versus like i don't know they're like that's just something my brain does sometimes dude like whatever and then like that in and of itself is a pretty good banishing spell just being like whatever i don't care about this thing that sometimes like it's just a thought that goes through my program brain sometimes i'm like delete program like that's that's great banishing (laughs) So yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't know. Because I think okay, so there's like, that's an interesting point too, and it makes me think about the astrology stuff. I think I was talking about this with Mel. Um, that I feel like I was less affected by these transits and stuff, and eclipses uh, specifically. I think is what the topic was when I was talking about this. Um, but I feel like i was less affected by it when i didn't know about it so, mm-hmm. like i didn't know eclipses did all that and then like i would just like go out and stare at them and like well my life was also a fucking chaos hole so like maybe it was <laughs> yeah the well the thing that just kind of ran through my mind as you were saying that was thinking about how like if you're not in relationship with someone then you're not affected by the things going on in their lives like if someone's grieving a loved one but you're not close to them you're not going to be affected by that grief but if you are in relationship to them you will be affected by that grief and anything else that goes on in their life so if we come into relationship with the planets then it's like oh shit okay whatever's going on for you is going on for me now because that's a cool way to put it yeah because it's just like you're i'm more attuned to that web Mm mm-hmm yeah and there's you know there's that idea of um like magic works better in a culture that believes in magic, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of what I was thinking of. That was actually a point against what I was saying before. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you make everyone ignorant about your magic, you might have an advantage until the point where, like, your magic stops working as well because you've made it prevalent in your society that there is and i'm talking about from like the archon perspective not like us making our friends just not know that we do magic you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. making a whole society or like steering a whole society out of relation and out of knowing about what 
you know, how the world works and the magic in it, mm-hmm. there's like a diminishing return on that, right? I yeah. think personally, because then it's like, yeah, because yeah. I mean, it only, it, I, I think that while, uh, like the delete program thing is solid banishing. I think that's like a very small benefit. Mm, and it to, only works like, for so because, long. Exactly. Because then eventually it's like, I'm real tired of trying to delete this program out of my head. Why does it keep coming back? And then it's like, oh, it's a like, like if, if that had worked well, I would still be doing that. Right. Yeah. With yeah. All of and I whatever did that goes through my mind. I did that successfully for some time with like substances, right? And then, and mm-hmm. just like straight up ignoring, but that's kind of like what those were for, um, was to be kind of oblivious. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And so, yeah, but it's like insofar as pushing something into my own shadow, like eventually that's going to come back extra, just extra. Yeah. It's going to get really extra and powerful. And like, it's yeah. And so that's an interesting thing too, because that can lead to one of those breakthrough veil tearing experiences where I either lose my mind or, well, I maybe lose my mind a little bit Mm -hmm. or I, um, Or I start to understand what's going on. I think sometimes I have to lose my mind a little bit to understand what's going on. But you yeah. know what I mean. I'm sh- I'm suddenly struck by that phrase of losing losing our mind because if we're trying to come into a different relationship with the thoughts that we think, then we are losing a part of our oh, yeah. mind. <laughs> totally. It's like well, I'm losing a world right in the Jeff uh, Doctor Kripal way, like. Mm-hmm. I am bidding adieu, like one, like my way of seeing things and my way of maybe like, oh, it's hard to put this in words. My way of experiencing my mind, like, is about to change. And therefore, like, I, yeah, you're right. Like, I am losing it. Like, I'm losing that mm-hmm. world. But I get another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm um, lucky. <laughs> sometimes i just hang on while it sinks and let it take me under you know <laughs> yeah. I feel like, no i don't want to let go it's like don't dude please just just let go it's fine it's yeah. like hey hang on i because i just finished watching uh the lord of the rings for the first time and it made me think of that scene where they're hanging off the rope they're like oh my god the bottom's so far away and then it's right there <laughs> yes yes it made me think of jurassic park but everything makes me think of Jurassic Park when they're swinging. <laughs> what well, you talking about the rope story made me think of when they're swinging on the wall. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so that's kind of interesting because that's been sort of what my experience, you know, we were just talking about these. Um, I don't even know if we were recording while we were talking about this, but um, these Uranus transits that are happening to my moon, it keeps like dancing up, like across my moon. It's going back and forth mm-hmm. over it as it goes direct and retrograde and direct and retrograde. It's right on my moon. Uh, and so that's kind of like what these lessons uh, there have been. It's like every time um, it's been a lot of like living situation changes or chaos, mm. but then mm-hmm. it's also been like 
not just where I live here, but where I live here. And I'm pointing at my head, mm-hmm. well, like, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. like, you know, whatever. Just my, like, the way I have of looking at it. But, you know, where I, um, there's more than just a, a physical home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the oh, place yeah. where I stay in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the place that you stay in your heart too. In my right? heart, yes, yes. So yeah. it's all these things, right? It's it's all that. It's like, so it's changing the way I'm experiencing um, myself in all these ways, and it's it's really interesting. But it's also just like, whoo, it's a whirlwind. Yeah, I mean, it's Uranus on your moon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the twelfth house moon. So, ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, luckily it's in Taurus, so it's not like. Mm-hmm. It could, I guess, be. I don't know. That's part of like the home stuff, right? I think. Nightbirds. I hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far, and there's more to come. But first, I have to ask that you support the show. As I'm sure you've noticed, there are no commercials on this show. There are no paywalls. You get everything up front. For there to be free dialogue, I think it must remain uncaged by the interests of advertisers. But Nightbird Radio does cost time and money to make. And your support means I can spend less time delivering pizza and more time doing this. That's a win-win. So that's why Nightbird Radio is a value-for-value podcast. I hope you've found value in this show, but I can't and won't dictate how much. Only you can decide that. But what I can do is invite you to take that value, turn it into a number, and head to nightbirdpodcast.com, navigate to the Support the Show page, and donate. We're also listed on podcastindex.org, which means you're able to send Bitcoin via the Lightning Network using your favorite podcasting 2.0 apps, which can be found at newpodcastapps.com. I also accept services and dry goods in trade. There are many forms in which value is stored, after all. Email me at tim at nightbirdpodcast.com for more information. Sponsors will get a special mention at the top of the show. Thank you for your generous support. Do you want to get in on the conversation? I've teamed up with Numenauts to offer you the opportunity to do just that. For only a dollar a month, you'll get access to Numenauts.club, a Mastodon server for animists and artists that brings together the Nightbird Radio and Soapbox podcast communities. Just click the link that I've provided in the show description to get started. Now let's get back to the conversation. Anyway, um... What have you been up to? What have you been doing? I was streaming on Twitch for a while, and then I got disenchanted with Twitch because I like went into it. (laughs) I I went into it with way like too many expectations. I went into Mm. it with too many expectations of exactly like what I was supposed to be doing with it and how it was supposed to go. And my spirit team's just like, dude, no wrong just keep doing it but no um so i fell off of it a little bit that's something that i'm trying to that i'm now excited about getting back into because i had a conversation with um my uncle's friend that he's known for like 50 years she's a practicing astrologer and psychic medium and has been for like she's been practicing astrology since she was 14. She's 70 now. And out of the blue, my uncle just texts me and he's like, hey, would you like to connect with this person? I know that you're doing, 
you know, if you're doing one magic thing, your family thinks you're doing all of the magic things. They're so like, here, talk to my right. psychic friend. Um, which, and it was great. The conversation was great. And I've been doing a lot of like, uh, Jupiter magic lately. And I have Pisces as my fourth house of family and home. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've got, I've been getting a lot of nice family stuff coming through. So I talked to her and, um, I had told her that I had kind of given up on trying to do any kind of like divination professionally. And she was like, don't give up. No, <laughs> she's like, I am the angel that has entered your life. Come to tell you to not to give up. I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking loud and clear. <laughs> Hell yeah. So going back. I'm glad. Into it. I'm glad you're not giving up because it can feel like dropping a, into a bucket the size of the earth and like listening for the sound of it. You know what I mean? Like there were times early on doing this that I was just like, should I keep doing this? Like no one cares. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, mm -hmm. that's, that's a spirit that I banish, yeah. you know? Yep. And, um, it always made, just made me feel good to see my notification on my phone. Like Marissa is live doing like, get in here. We're doing divination. And, um, it was always while I was working or something, but I was just like happy to see that it was happening. So mm -hmm. maybe I'll jump in there. I need some questions answered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say something else too. Yeah. So I'm glad you're getting back into it because I just think it's a matter of persistence. You know, I think that like 90% of people, and this is just a made up number, but like 90% of people, just don't keep making stuff like you just have to keep doing stuff mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and that's not saying like i mean i've been there my whole life you know what i mean so like this is a new experience of just like i know like in me like in a way that i just know it more than i know things that are facts i mm -hmm. know this on a heart level that like this is what i'm to do and that this is what i do mm -hmm. yeah you know and so i just do it i be i i be it mm -hmm. so yep i'm happy to hear that yeah yeah i i grow more and more excited about it and dude day. like this past okay like this that time and i want to say this lines up just from my quickly reckoning it but like the time between these past eclipses and almost just like right before it was honestly like when Jupiter went back into Aries, mm -hmm. I had so much stuff just clear. Like, but that that time period of like the and not that they're related, but of course they are, but like you know what I mean, like yeah. directly in a way that's like astrologically explainable. Mm -hmm. But it was just like those were the time periods from those eclipses until like right around that time just before christmas i was like i don't know it got like muddy for me like just mentally muddy mm -hmm. i couldn't see you know and um yeah. something just cleared and maybe it's just personally based on my chart but i've talked about this with some more people like sharif had the same um same experience and and a couple other folks too and uh it's just interesting because 
I have Jupiter in Pisces. Mm-hmm. And so, but this Jupiter in Pisces time was like not that great for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of Pisces is a lot of fucking Pisces. Dude. Yeah. Like, right. Then that's a good big point. Big C to just get lost in and be like, I have no idea what the fuck I am. Yeah. And so this, okay, it made me think of, um, I was reading and like, I am less than a novice at this. I just was reading about it just for the first time, really. Um, about Chinese astrology and my my sign and chart and stuff. And mm-hmm. so one thing I thought was that like, say I'm year of the tiger. So like I thought that a year of the tiger for me would be like the best year because that's my year, mm-hmm. right? Not so. It actually is like your um it's called like the translation I read was really cool. It's like the eye of heaven is on you. And so you're mm-hmm. like you're in the like the eye of um Sauron is like looking right mm-hmm. at you. And mm-hmm, so it's yeah. like it's not really quite necessarily going to be the best because it's like there's just you're in it. Like there's too much of <laughs> yep. it. You know? Yes. Which is interesting. I was like, "Oh my god, that makes a lot more sense for 2022 actually." Yeah. Um that that makes me think of um in in geomancy, the when the two when the, uh, you combine the left and right witness in order to get the judge, and you, if you have the same figures in the left and right witness, the judgment is always populous. And um, Brian has this take on that that I really like, where it's like too much of that thing is happening. Where and mm. populous is kind of um, it's it's the entirely stable figure, like it's not moving anywhere. It's you could kind of it's like a little can of sardines that are just like I don't know where to go or what to do but we're just here together um and so like you can get like the figure of joy so if you get Letitia and Letitia too much joy or acquisition oh, and acquisition too, too much, much gain joy before That's and like, like and like you can also get like too much sorrow and too sure. but there's there's a I think that there's a lot there in meditating on too much joy or gain yeah like those people that win the lottery and then it like destroys their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think of too much joy as like, oh yeah, I've been manic. I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like paranoia, like better than paranoia, but. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hang out with other night birds and soap heads? For only $5 a month, you can gain access to the Polytechnic of the Numenauts a private Discord server for artists, animists, and searchers that brings together the Nightbird Radio and Soapbox podcast communities. Just click the link I've provided in the show notes to get started. Now let's get back to the conversation. Did we talk last time about how you got into um, Geomancy, or was that in private conversation? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember either, can... so let me hear that. Um, I... I was getting an astrological reading earlier this year with Sasha Ravich, and I got it was the haunted houses reading because I have a lot of stuff going on in my fourth house and my twelfth house, and also some stuff in my eighth house. So the haunted yeah. houses—they're a thing in my chart. Um, and she was talking through—I forget which line. I think it was my father's line and we were discussing like the um lineage of magical practitioners and she said that she saw like cunning folk back down that line and then just like kind of just like quickly in the middle of her center she's like have you ever tried geomancy do you know what geomancy is 
It's like, no. So she's like, go look into Dr. Al's stuff. Like it's a thing that uh, it's a form of divination that you can use to not only um, like find out what the issue is, but and diagnose it, but then also have like a remedy at the same time from the same system because it, it's a working divination system. And it's also a working magical system. Like you could do literally everything that you ever need to do with geomancy. <laughs> and so it was just her that like quick thing she's like maybe like look into that and there was like i could feel like some a little bit of like pressure behind that when she was saying that so i looked into it and fell down the rabbit hole and just nerded the fuck out on it for like two weeks and then just kept going like every time i would come back around to it it would pique my interest again which was yeah a similar pattern to the way that i got into astrology just like super hard super fast and then kind of like peter off and then come back and it's still exciting totally that's how runes are for me and astrology too yeah but astrology becomes more and more just an all the time thing but runes Mm -hmm. i'll like get hot and heavy with for a while that's kind of how odin works too though right like he shows up (laughs) and he's like you gotta do this and this and this and this all right later dude i'm out of here good luck (laughs) (laughs) you're like all right thanks dude (laughs) yeah the nine realms need me like (laughs) i gotta go thanks dad um (laughs) that's cool uh and then you know it's interesting because we had this situation where i was like hey you know i had a dream about you the other night and you were like doing some sort of I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like you were drawing sticks on the ground or like drawing with sticks mm. on the ground or something in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And you were like telling me something. Um, and you were like, oh, that sounds like geomancy. And I was like, oh, that's really wild. And we did a read. Like, I, I love connect, like closing those dream loops are like one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's some of my favorite magic right now is just being really in tune with my dreams. And then, so I'll have a dream. I will do divination on it. There's some combination of this. Dream, divination, journey, ritual. Mm. So I have the dream. I do divination on it. What was that or who'd that come from? Or was that really from you or whatever? And then I can journey on it, find out more. And usually the journey is where I get the ritual because I'll see what it looks like, right? And then Mm -hmm. do it. And sometimes that plays out over a year. Yeah, I highly yeah. recommend it. It's very much that's like good. very satisfying. Yeah, that's good magic. I've been my dreams have been getting I've been starting to remember them more. Like they've been getting more vivid. I'm still stuck. I this one slash of dream scene keeps running through my mind, which someone is trying to get me to understand it, but it was just me standing there like hugging a giant horse. And being comforted. Dude, that's just rad as shit. I'm like, who's the horse? And then there was a tiny little like horse figurine in my front yard yesterday that was just like yeah. in the grass. I'm like, who is the horse? I mean, it might just <laughs> be like a journey, you? a journey um companion. Like I have a horse that shows up in yeah. my journeys and we go on adventures together and I ride that horse uh, places. So I what mean, I would yeah, I I have definitely ridden a horse places. I forget that like sometimes a horse is just like a horse, dude. Like yeah, be friends dude. with the horse. Like it's your buddy. I have yeah, totally. Like a power animal. Like I'm you know. Um I get 
so ever since I went out west, I had this experience um, in Arizona where I was like praying a rosary and this uh, jumping spider like jumped. Well, it like appeared in the bowl of water in front of Cyprian. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it jumped from. It just like, in my experience, it aborted there. I can't say that it did because who the fuck knows? But like, that was the experience I had is it was from nowhere and then it was in the water. It swam over to the edge, jumped up on Cyprian, ran up, then jumped onto the crucifix, ran up and was sat and perched on the inry above Christ and turned around and looked at me while I finished the rosary. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, at the end, I was like, who are you? And so the way it works with me is, is just trust my thoughts which is like there's a lot of meditation and background stuff like required mm-hmm. and that's like easy to say like trust your thoughts mm-hmm. you know how it is but like just let it come through and so i was looking at the spider and i was like who are you and the first thing that came to my mind was the ancestors sent me to help you and ever since then i see jumping spiders everywhere all the time they're mm-hmm. like on me they're like running around in my room they'll be on the car they'll they're just everywhere mm-hmm. and so whenever i see them i'm just like hey Thanks yeah, for being yeah, here. Thanks like, for reminding me who I am. Like, that's all like, and mm-hmm. sometimes there's a message, but most of the time they're just hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just one of my animals. And there's probably like a lot, there's a lot of spider stuff, you know? So like, yeah, mm-hmm. I attribute like, a like, there's things I just won't share, but like, yeah, there's a lot of spider archetypes. Yeah. And, Yep. Are jumping spiders the ones that are they kind of have like little zebra y stripes on them? Yeah. I've they had have those. Yeah. They're friends. They're yeah, so they good. are friends. They're so cool. <laughs> and they just chill and they they have like their vision is like unreal. Hmm. Like compared to other spiders? Like, I think like compared to like us. Their vision is just I mean, like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But compared <laughs> to other spiders too, like they I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a herpetologist, or well, I don't know who studies spiders. Arachno, arachnologist. Is that real? <laughs> it's, it sounds like a real thing. <laughs> I read some Wikipedia pages and and did some internet research. Um, oh my god! Yeah. So like, right. So like sometimes, and then like you know, she'll show up in journeys too, and um. Yeah, so I think that's that's uh, a very fertile grounds for like investigating who the horse is. It's just like go journey on it. Yeah, hang out with the horse and journey. Yep. Yeah, I love horses. They're cool. They're the like. I really loved horses when I was little. Like I was like, I wasn't full horse girl, but I was. I was definitely flirting with. That yeah well that's probably part of it girl. you know like yeah yeah totally <laughs> and i used to i read horses every now <laughs> hoses i read horses every now and then um and loved it and it's been something i've been thinking about a lot like getting back into because it's just like there's some sort of synergy that occurs between you and the horse that's like unlike anything i've experienced but yeah so the stuff that you like obsessed with as a kid can you hear me? You're um, fizzing out in terms of video. Yep. Cool. Um, the stuff that... So, like, I was obsessed with angels when I was a kid. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
And when I was younger, I was like super into them. And just like any video game with angels, Diablo, all that stuff, like and um it's interesting, right? Because when I fell out of any kind of I, I you know, when pendulum swung the other way and I I didn't want anything to do with anything vaguely Christian at all, right? Mm-hmm. And so the angels it's weird right because it's like it's almost like when you don't want to engage with something that you shared with an ex Mm. but that Mm -hmm. actually not engaging with it actually keeps you from healing from that yeah it was kind of like that and so like coming back into like relation with angels has been like really nice because it's like i weird buds you know what i mean like Like, and as a kid (laughs) dude as a kid you just know like you just know what's up Mm -hmm. Uh, dude my nephew was here today and like he's two and some change and it sounds like everything he says is barbarous words (laughs) (laughs) you know he's just like doing the sounds and it's just like they just feel good and they're just right you know what i mean it's like does it have to mean anything i don't know it probably Look, it does. Means but... it feels good, dude. <laughs> yes, it's just like it's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that might be horse coming back around to. Yeah. Just say what's up. Do something. I don't know. I know. I'll have to be like, hello, and then just. I mean, there's usually plenty for them. They're like, finally, you're listening to me. I have plenty of things to say to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that okay. Go ahead. Oh, I now I'm curious where you were gonna go. I was gonna go back to geomancy. So say what you were gonna say. Oh well, I've been I've been thinking a lot lately about like the um, like there is a lot of merit to doing something because it feels right and good. And I've yeah. been thinking about how we I have previously not let myself do something just because it's like. You're just doing that to make yourself feel better. Mm. Like when I pray over my food, one of the one of the practices that I try to do, um, try to remember every time I eat meat, is I try to remember to like say thank you to the animal and then bless its life because it kind of feels like a thing that I am can do. Yeah. Um, and there is a little voice that pops up. That's like you're just doing that just to make yourself feel better. It doesn't actually do anything. It doesn't actually do anything with the suffering of the animals. It's not going to take down the entire like system of harm that's happening in the way that we produce our meat. I'm like, but when I do it, it feels good and it feels right. And I see the golden light happening of healing. And there's something to that. So like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, fuck off, you fucking lizard. Like, that's an archon <laughs> voice, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Okay, because it's interesting, right? It is. Let's let's break it down. It's and I because I experienced this too, and I imagine a lot of people do in our society mm-hmm. and abroad. Um, because it is like this voice that's like. It sounds like it's trying to come from a place of like reason and well-meaning and like, mm-hmm. you know, just be like authentic like you're not really doing that authentically like Mm -hmm. but in the end it actually it urges you 
into inaction mm-hmm. and deeper out of relation. And so like, there's this part of us that's like, you know, if I don't listen to that, if I don't listen to this voice, then I'm, then I'm delusional or something. But that's actually the trick because the -hmm. voice is taking me like that. Where it wants me to go is actually to a place of dissociation from like the world. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And I mean, I feel like that's, that's one of those things that I knew and have known at one point. And it's just a matter of like, Looking at oh. it again and being like, hi, yep. you voice, go away. <laughs> okay, here's a good, yeah, totally, totally. Go away. And like, I have to redo all this stuff all the time. Like, here's a good example. So every morning, like what's been like really good medicine to me lately is like every morning, I just completely abandon my ideas and my expectations for like what my life is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. because actually like my operating under that has li- like limited the scope of what it can be. Right. Mm-hmm. But that also involves like my expectations and my beliefs of like how people are supposed to act towards me, how people are supposed to drive. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed yep. to do this. You're supposed to make me feel better or whatever. Um, And so I'll do that every day. But then like, so yesterday I did it in the morning and then by like six o'clock, I was had my window rolled down, pacing beside someone that cut me off, screaming at them murderously, like <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like yeah. I and then I I didn't do anything, you know, I just yelled at them and then I pulled off and they went this way and I went that way and and I looked and I said, Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> like I forgot like, who oops. I was. I forgot mm-hmm. how to see. Like and that's like there's part of me that's like God, I don't want to experience that. Like, why do I have to experience falling back into that? Mm-hmm. Like, can't I? Well, I thought we were done. Aren't we done with that? <laughs> yeah. But the practice that it gives, like, so after that, like, what I did was I prayed and I mm-hmm. chanted, um, chanted in the car and prayed and just like asked it to go away to be taken away and it went away Mm -hmm. i wasn't angry anymore and then like i was delivering food to someone so i delivered this person's food and the first thing i said to him which is like not what i ever say was like it's so nice to see you (laughs) 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 which and then after i was like why did i say that and it was like oh you know because it was just like nice to be like brought back into life (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you're like, what's up, human? Nice to see you. Yes, what's up, other human that I'm yeah. doing this thing with? <laughs> yeah, so I don't what do you think about that? What like well, I mean thoughts I on the idea of falling back into forgetfulness? One of the places that I've landed on, but I landed on I landed on this when I was like deep in the throes of remembering and like could see and felt really good every single day and i'm like oh we forget so we can remember because remembering feels so good but then 
when you're forgetting, you're like, forgetting feels like shit, dude. Yeah, I'm really totally. tired of doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, what I landed on last time was that we remember, we forget because it feels so good to remember, but it's really annoying to forget. So I it's also really think annoying. it's kind of like, it's a, it is one of those great, <laughs> one of those great mysteries of like mysticism too. It's like, yeah. if you reach, like you've reached this point, it feels really good to be in connection with everything and to love all beings and everything. It's like, why in the hell do we come back down here? Because um, when I can see, I am invincible. Like I can't I know. be, I can't be like, you could come up and slap me in the face and I would just be like, she was just afraid. Yeah. And I would get it and I would understand completely like, because I could see me and you. Like I would be able to see me in I can see mm-hmm. myself in that other person, which lends to this like laser clarity. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you wake up one day and it's just like, fuck this, man. Why do I have to wake up? <laughs> <laughs> I really think it's like why we're here. I think the practice is like the point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's and then it's like how it's not even a matter of like how can I feel like that more because that's just like the same kind of thinking that leads to my forgetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How can I feel like this all the time is not like a great. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's like a, um, in, in somatic sex education in the, the training that I'm doing, one of the, the goal isn't always to be like at baseline. The goal is to get to a point where you can move into and out of sympathetic and parasympathetic states with ease. Mm, So you can move between the extremes without getting stuck in them, but you can still like go all the way to your edges on either side of like excitatory or um, I don't want to say depressive, but like there's like a, there's like ecstatic bliss and there's like ecstasy. And then like bliss is where I would put, I would put bliss down like sympathetic where you're just like, chilling and like super receptive um but you don't want to get stuck in either of those places because you can get kind of like manic or aggressive and um but yeah the the goal isn't to be like i'm always just like even keeled straight line the goal is to jump into the pits of ecstasy and then come back down and then like go down into the depths of sadness and then come back up but like you're still moving so that's interesting because maybe when you were talking, I started thinking about angels, which is just like par for the course. Yep. But like this is kind of something that they told me was like they want to be called into the, all of that, into that whole um, wave form that you were making with your finger. Like they want to be called into every moment of that. Like they, like they're really interested in the fact that we do this. Like I think they glory in the fact that we do this, which is like weird. You know, but like, I'm sure it's weird to them that we do it. Like, <laughs> they're probably like, why would you want to be like straight, like straight line all the time? Like yeah. a square. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. But dude, when you're in it, it really is tough. Yeah, it is really tough. <laughs> Which- and so one sh- interestingly sure way to like break out of it is by like like making merit or mm-hmm. like 
helping someone or like getting out of myself and like this is the easiest way to do that is just like thinking about someone else yeah yeah we Um, were talking which is like dude i hate i hate to hear people say that when i'm in it because i'm like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) but it really is true Um, we were talking about that in the meditation group that i'm a part of last night where there's a practice sending and taking it's um uh tonglin practice which i think means mind training i'm still trying to get all of those words sure down um but it's a sending and taking practice where you you breathe in the suffering of another person and you breathe out golden uh like golden healing light and uh it's it's like the practice is like lightning bolt practice. That's what it's been described as. Like it's enlightenment Ooh. in one lifetime. Do this practice. So what you're saying, where like the easiest way to jump back in is like love and compassion for other people because you're everything that you are just like goes away. Yeah. And that practice has been interesting for me. And I felt really grateful for my relationship that I already had with uh the BBM before I went into this practice, because I was able to sidestep around the pitfall, the common pitfall with the practice where it's like, I don't want to bring in, breathe in like nasty, like black smoke from other people. I've got plenty of my own. I'm like, well, if my heart, I've just, I'm like, I just say my heart is the blessed Virgin Mary's heart. And then she knows what to do. I'm going to breathe that into her heart. And then I'm just going to breathe and do the practice. And like, know that none of it's going to get stuck to me because i'm doing it with her i'm with the heart of the universe who knows what to do so just sit there and breathe yeah the heart of the new of the universe that knows what to do is good and another of one of the secrets is that like they're me (laughs) so i'm not really taking in like someone else's smoke it's just another like we're all this like we're all like the divine you know so like yeah it's interesting and that sort of thinking only kind of like it's interesting right because it's the same sort of thing as um as the voice that says oh you know you're just doing this to make yourself feel better Mm -hmm. it's the same sort of voice that's like oh i don't want you don't want their gunk but like mm-hmm. it's yeah. keeping me from this like realization that like oh their gunk is my gunk. We yeah. like we're all doing it's this all together. All our gunk. <laughs> yeah. Um and that hmm. Yeah, it's that voice of separation. Mhm. Yeah. And that's why it's so like iconic to me is because it And like I used to think it was me. I don't think it's even me. It's something like from out, from without. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. you know, and I can be in sync with it sometimes, right? Like, but I don't think it comes from us. I don't think it's like a natural impulse. If there's yeah. that word is like so fraught, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Na- yeah like, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying about like it's it's a voice. I don't think. It- it's a voice of remembering it's a voice of forgetting like we had to yeah. be taught how to do yeah how to be separate right yeah and yeah it just makes me think of like 
I harp on this a lot, but it makes me think of whatever the impulse to like empire is. It's like a similar, like that's not from here. Like it came, like it's an alien, like to, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, like, and it can't really like exist here. Like what we're seeing is the throes of it not being able to exist here, which are like pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. It struggles to like respirate in this reality. Um, but it can't. And so it's going away. But like the, 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 the violence of that going away is, as uh, you can look and see, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's at least my optimism, you know, maybe not. But <laughs> so geomancy, um, yeah, we out here. We <laughs> geomancy. <laughs> We gotta, you know, always go on these um, side quests. But um, <laughs> if you could, do you want to give like a, a a rundown on it for listeners that don't even really know what it is? Yes. Let me see if I can do this. <laughs> you can. Um, so it's a it's a method of divination that was. It was popular in like the early Renaissance, but it also has some similarities to divination systems that have come out of Africa. Um, There are 16 figures, 16 different geomantic figures. Each of them are made up of four lines um, that will either have one dot or two dots. And each of these 16 figures uh, will be cast into a shield chart in order to answer the question of the querent. There are different ways that you can get these figures to put them into the shield chart. One method is dice. So you can roll four dice to get an even or an odd number, and that will determine whether each of that line of the figure has two or one dots. Um, You can draw the, the, one of the original ways of doing it was that you would mark out dots on like a, like a tablet or in the sand uh, with a stick. And then you would count up the number of marks in each of the lines that you did. So you would like make like four lines of just tapping on the ground and then Count how many there were. If it was even, it'd be two. If it was odd, it would be one. Um, and so just kind of like, going with the flow of how many dots you're supposed to draw, like the well, the way that would, you do it is that you you put this, you you hold the stick in your hand, and then you pray while you're drawing it. So you're not counting; you're just making marks oh, and just yeah, letting the stick. So kind of good, I love that along the thing. And um, when I when I first started. Geomancy. I I did a lot of the charts that way. I didn't go right into dice just because it's like it's so much different from any other kind of divination that I had done because I had only done like cardomancy or um, so like I had like a physical like tool, but it had never been my my body being the tool before. Yeah. So I used a piece of paper to mark out the lines um, and then count them and then cast a chart from them and then get like an answer. I'm like wait a second, I'm like, this is one of the, like, 
most etheric kind of divinations that I have done where I don't have like, I'm not reading like pictures on cards that someone else made. Like this came from my body. Yeah. Um, and so you get, there's a, that's, that's the method for grabbing the four mother figures in a shield chart. And from the four mother figures, you create the daughter figures and then the nieces. And then those, you kind of whittle them down. There's a, a method of uh, adding the figures together that whittles them down into the left witness and the right witness and the judge. And the judge is the final judgment of the question. And there's different methods that you can use to dive deeper into the answer that it's presented you with. Like the, you can find the root cause of the problem. You can see the left and right witnesses like uh, be like past, present, or future, or like querent and the quesited. Um, yeah, so that's what you could do with the shield chart. And then the first twelve figures of that shield chart, you uh, move into a house chart which is exactly the same as the houses in astrology. And so those first 12 figures can tell you about how this question is affecting those 12 areas of the querent's life. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I need to learn more about it because I don't, yeah, I didn't know about, that's really interesting um, that there's like almost like an idiomotor aspect to drawing those characters. Like, because mm -hmm. I love that stuff that is kind of filtered through you. And I mean, it all is, but like in a, such a direct um, way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. The, um, the kind of two and one, the like binary nature of the lines of the figures is how like uh, Crowley would sit outside of cafes and count like the number of men or women that walked by him. And like cast shield charts that way, or like the number of birds that flew overhead. Oh, so like, this is the this yeah this is so how you can read you can, the world like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So like I've done it with um, I was backpacking and I picked up like a pile of pine cones and kind of like threw them and yeah. made a geomancy chart from that. So you can like there are there are no limits to how you can create the figures. You just need like a one or two. I really like that because it lets you be, it kind of lets, allows you to fill like, because I'm always counting stuff anyway and like trying to like say, what does that mean? What does that mean? What mm -hmm. is the, the omen behind that? And it gives kind of a framework and um, to filter it through, right? Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's really cool. I like that. I'll have to, I'm going to have to check it out. Um, yes, more people to nerd out on geomancy with is a plus. <laughs> and so that, and so you do that on. Um, that's one of the divinations that you do on on Twitch. Yeah, that's my preferred divination on Twitch because I am just like not as well versed in the tarot. Um, people, that's that's the one that people recognize and it's the one that people like, but it's my Twitch stream, so I get to yeah. read for you however I want, so I do Geomancy. And oh. a lot of the times people are like, what? This is crazy. Like, I have never seen this before, but I, I'll do, like, general readings for people, which are not my favorite reading to do because it's like, what, what on earth do you want to know? But the quickest way to do a general reading is the house chart. Just 12 figures, like, this is what's going on. 
first house, second house, third house, fourth house, fifth house, all of that. It's all the way around the circle. And you said it can give you, it gives you a diagnosis of the problem and a prescription for like what you mm-hmm. might be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, there, there is a way to read medical charts that John Michael Greer, uh, explains in his book, but there's kind of like you, there's a, a house where the problem is and then a house where, um, the solution is cause you have like, I mean, you have the health house. Uh, if, if a doctor would be helpful in the situation and if a prescribed remedy would be helpful in the situation. So you kind of get like a yes or a no on those things. Um, for, I see, like I haven't, I, I don't get as many like magic weirdos coming through the Twitch stream as well, I would like listen to. Listen up, all you magic weirdos. Please go come to ask Marissa's me questions. Twitch stream <laughs> Twitch. and go ask her weird magic questions like because <laughs> like what's this horse fun name answering and career <laughs> questions and like relationship questions but like I want to know about what's going on with y'all's magic so we can yeah. diagnose that stuff <laughs> nice yeah yeah okay so that leads me to um another question I wanted to ask and this is something that we talked about on the last episode with um with Mo and Sharif so I want to know about like what was like the first experience that you had with magic where you were like, Oh, this is real where the results were like, Oh shit, there's something going on here. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be something that went right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if it went uh, awry, I'd like to hear that too. Um, well, I mean, I remember the first sigil that I did, which it cracks me up when I hear, some other people's first sigils because I did not go balls to the wall with it. I was very much like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if this is real. So I'm going to just like do an experiment. So I sigiled to see a purple car. And there was a lot of times where I was like, I was kind of, my eyes were kept out for it. Right. And I was like, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a maroon car that just pulled up in front of my house, like whatever. Um, And then when I I was just driving around town one day and I got stopped at this light and there were cars going by me and all of a sudden this like purple truck drove by me and I was like, oh shit. And I got the like, like my body responded to it and I was like, all right, maybe there's something to this. A purple truck just drove by me and I, like I had never seen a truck that purple before in my life. <laughs> nice. I, I like that um, it was purple too. That's Well, I mean, because I really wanted a purple car when I was younger. Nice. So I was like, I want to see a purple car. <laughs> um, and I did. And so that was, I mean, that was really cool. But uh, recently, I did, I tried one of the PGM spells to for winning, for glory and winning in the stadium. My partner is a mountain bike racer. And... Uh, I tried to talk to Hermes about it. And like we had a good conversation. I like did the offerings and had the stuff. And the way that I phrased it was for him to get on the podium. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, uh 
like we had this whole thing where he's like but you got to draw wings on him like i want a podium picture with wings on him in like the winning spot on the podium and he got on the podium but he didn't get first place he didn't win the race um and the he was already guaranteed that podium within like the qualifying runs like there was something to do with the way that he qualified that already guaranteed him the podium regardless of how he did the next day and i'm like all right we gotta rethink (laughs) trickster spirit magic (laughs) right yeah definitely trickster spirit yes because he got he got what he wanted. There's a pick my partner's cheesing with this hat with wings drawn on it. And I'm like, damn, that motherfucker got everything he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Okay, because that like brings a lot of interesting questions, right? Like mm-hmm. why do you think that the phrasing of a petition has to be so specific, right? Like Mm-hmm. I think only for specific spirits it has to because there have been plenty of times where I'm just like help and I, I'm i like I don't even know what I need right now but help and like ancestor spirits and like yeah. I've had that happen with angels I've had that happen with like the BVM like when I just go help please it doesn't they're not going to be like you didn't dot your I's and cross your T's on this right. we're not going to help you though like we got you dude don't worry so you think it's trickster spirit shit well, yeah, and also like um me making this presumption that because I have a relationship with other mercurial spirits, I can suddenly just roll up and be like, Hey Hermes, we're friends, right? He's like, Mm-mm, no, no, no. Yeah. Cause <laughs> um, he's a god. I, like that's a big yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's like, hey, I need to talk to the president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, What? <laughs> right. That's why, okay, so that's interesting because the ancestral thing, that's why, like, one of the reasons why, like, and I think that using, ans- not using is a terrible word, um, going the route of, like, gods that my ancestors probably worked with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might have some Hermes stuff there, too. I don't know. You know what I mean? But, like... Yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah, I definitely didn't ask my ancestors before I did this. They probably would have had so much helpful stuff to say. Like, (laughs) no, 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 dude. Don't talk. Talk to this person. Go over there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, because that's really interesting. Um, They're always there to ask. I could ask them so much more stuff. Um, okay, so there's that. And then there's also like because I was gonna say maybe it has something to do with like a more narrow avenue for it to shake out, you know? Like there's a there's an idea in New Thought, um, and particularly like the the Neville Goddard stuff is, is mostly what I know. Where it's like, if I ask for a specific, a very specific thing, mm-hmm. then the like, the universe has to like crunch and contort, and like all these gears have to move into place for it to happen. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to me being like, okay, so for instance, like instead of like, I want that specific thing, like I want that specific car. Mm-hmm. Like all the things that have to happen for that car to come to me are like pretty crazy, right? Like there's just like a lot of, and I might be entering into a realm of like, moral gray areas right mm-hmm. whereas like i need a car that's right for me mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and you yeah. know i want this this and like car is just an example it's not even a great one but um then like i'm allowed to like the universe is allowed to like bring that in a much more organic way and mm-hmm. i'm not like straying into that area of like imposing my will on the cosmos like yeah binding it to my will kind of thing i don't know i think there's like a karma thing going on and i think that that just makes for better magic as well because like if you trust the spirits that you're asking for help from like you trust your ancestors then you ask for a car that's right for me you trust that they're going to they're going to show up and help you out then it's not a matter then it's just a matter of like looking out for it and being ready for it and being ready to accept it because it's like the magic worked because i trust these people and i know they're going to help me so where is it um and uh, being prepared for it to look very differently because i've been doing a lot of like trying to get my truck fixed and to work magic and i'm like uh, I'm like, I need to be able to like drive to all the places that I want to go. And that's manifested as lots of people are willing to give me rides places. And now mm. I have to learn how to accept gifts from people. Interesting. And I'm like, damn, you guys are getting me with lessons. I can't just have like a working truck. But, <laughs> but then I also like, I have great conversations with people when I am accepting rides for them. I'm nurturing relationships by spending like five minutes with someone in a car. So, there's a lot more that is also good for me that's coming from this. So I just like, I think it's, it's more fun at least to kind of just like catch the wave and ride the wave than like my truck doesn't work. So I'm going to sit in my apartment and do more magic to just try to get my (laughs) truck to work. Instead of like learning how to fix trucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like YouTube has that. Um mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, so <clears throat> oh shit. I had a thought and it just slipped away from me mm-hmm. about this very thing. Okay, yeah, you said we're riding the wave. Mm-hmm. I call it the grab bag too, because it's <clears throat> excuse me. It has something to do too with the same reason why in the morning I just abandoned my ideas of how things are supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. then, like, all these things can come to me that are outside of my yeah, understanding. That's such right? a good practice. I, I've done that before, um, and it, it's solid. It's good stuff. And so, what ends up happening is instead of me, like, bending space and time to get what I think I want, mm-hmm. I'm en- I end up getting exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. There's a Twilight episode that was just on that I was watching that was kind of like about this. Actually, that was just like totally screaming at me and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Where there's like this old man, this magical old man that like sells weird stuff. 
and like just random stuff. And he's like, I always have what you need. And then there's this guy that's like coming to him and like trying to make him give like, cause the guy thinks he knows what he needs. Right. And mm-hmm. the guy like is trying to get him to like give him shit. And it ends up where the, the guy dies because he didn't like just take what he needed. He like, like mm-hmm. he, I don't remember exactly, but like, it's like he needed a pen, just a pen mm-hmm. anyway. But like, it, it really is the same thing where like, not that I'm going to like slip and fall cause I didn't have the right shoes or something, but like I, and I think there is a way to know more what I need. Maybe like, Cause it it's hard not to fall into this area of like, well, I'm just gonna float with the wind, and like, it's also not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause when you're riding a wave, there is a lot of navigation involved, and yeah. I am like doing something right. Yeah. So it, it's like a, again a fine line of like, but I think like a lot of the time it is just like to trust trust my spirits and to trust Mm -hmm. that things are going to go okay that it's going to be okay yeah and i think it's also like getting to the like the root of what it is that you are asking for because if it's like the right car for me it's like well why do you need a car it's like i need a car to get to my job i need a car to go to the grocery store it's like okay so you need transportation to your job and to the grocery store and that can look like a billion different things like you find like yeah. a bus pass on the floor that has like a hundred bucks on it you're like right that'll get me to my job that'll get me to the grocery store or like a bike yeah yeah and so then it you that well the desire work there is interesting right because then i start to realize like not only do i become grateful for so many things in the process of looking at that because like oh like A lot of the times I am experiencing a lack of gratitude for what I already have. And mm-hmm. that makes it difficult for more things to come. And that sounds mm-hmm. harsh, but it's really not. I'm just, it's true. Like a lot of the time I'm not, <laughs> I'm just not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I have to start yeah. where I am. Yeah. And I mean, and the gratitude practice, it's all, like, I've had it work. It works better for me if I start, like, I'm grateful for, like, the glasses that I'm wearing and then move out to, like, I'm grateful for the whole world. But you can't, I can't start with whole world because it just doesn't. Oh, yeah. Feel it's like meta. And, like, not right. It's like meta is the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I start with people in my life or so a lot of times start with myself. It depends on who's doing it, but, mm-hmm. um, and then I move out in ever widening circles. Then I get to people that I'm not happy with, and then I can go to the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I dig that. Well, that's the thing. I have to start with what I have. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I have to start with the very things that I have. Like, and you know, cause I rode the bus for a while at one time in my life. And like, I got a lot of reading done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it can yeah. be something as simple as that. Like, I'm grateful that I have all this time to read, even though, like, I hated riding the bus. Like, mm-hmm. but, like, in the end, 
it's gonna sound almost cheesy but like i ended up getting a car and stuff and i kind of missed that sometimes or just like not having to think at all mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah when i lived in uh, san francisco my commute into the city was like a 45 minute train ride i'm like i loved it because especially early in the morning it's like okay get to the train station and then just sit and yeah. just be kind of check mm-hmm. in with myself before i have to walk into this early morning shift and yeah it's really nice right and then you get a car and you're like oh shit like i have to be yeah. in this traffic all the time and i have to like make all these choices and like change lanes and stuff and mm-hmm. you know everyone else is driving too and they want to get somewhere and they don't care about where i'm going like then i have to kind of i don't know it's a continuous practice of like i don't know like you i can get like no like everything i get I get more problems. <laughs> Not more problems, but I get different problems. And I have better problems. Like, mm-hmm. I have way better problems than I used to have when my life was t- totally fucked, right? Mm-hmm. But there's still, there's still difficulties. You know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So maybe I should start asking for, like, better problems. Ooh. I like that. That's a good thread to pull on. Yeah. I don't know what the metaphysical implications of that are or if it's wise, but like. Yeah. Well, there was, I was talking to someone the other day about, um, like, they were saying that there's a, a, there's something to having like a normie customer service, like, job as a bucket to hold all of the necessary suffering in your life. Because it's like, oh, yeah. like part of your life is going to suck. So like you can choose the area where all of that suck is going to go. And um, I found that there's a lot of freedom that comes from choosing one suffering. That's interesting. So, That's kind of like um, yeah. remediation. Go yeah. Ahead. So, I mean, yeah, enchanting for better, better problems seems like seems up up a similar kind of alley and there are ways to like there are ways to um to put my my position into perspective that don't even require that much mental gymnastics like one of the ones i was thinking about yesterday that like i've started doing since yesterday (laughs) is um i am wealthy beyond the wildest dreams of my ancestors Mm -hmm. which is objectively true Mm-hmm. And you know, I talk to people all the time that are um that are in like really sh- like tough spots. Um, it's one thing that's like um part of being in a program of recovery is that you get to kind of like I get to like look in a time machine back to where I was, and mm-hmm. it's not like I'm using this person to do that, but it's just like it's part of like me listening to them is like, oh shit, like. I remember that. I remember like mm-hmm. not being able to like be in my own skin and like not able to like sit there without vibrating out of my own body. Mm-hmm. And like <clears throat> the problems are really similar. And what it helps me to realize is that 
the external circumstances really aren't that important. Like the external circumstances, it doesn't matter what they are. Like it's all about what I've got going on here mm-hmm. um, in my own shit. Like how am I, how am I showing up to my own life? Like, I don't know. It's just when I see that, it, th- that's one of the reasons why like being there for someone else is such a useful it's such a great way to get out of my own way mm-hmm. because it gives me that perspective. Like, Oh yeah. Like, um, for instance, like I used to have, man, I was so miserable at my like cooking job, like near the end of, um, my, time in in active addiction and like in early recovery even like so the first year i was just like cooking and like being miserable and like thinking why doesn't anyone like get it (laughs) like why are you such an asshole why doesn't anyone like i don't know understand how hard i have it you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm and I didn't even know that I was being that way. I didn't even know. Like, I just couldn't see. And now I have this amazing opportunity to, like, listen to other people that are going through that and being like, oh, that's what I was like. I don't know. I just, I, it's one of those things I wish everyone could experience almost, but I don't at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like a, it's, it's an opportunity. Cause I, it's an opportunity for you to love that part of yourself and love that person. Yeah. Because I will catch myself in that, um, <clears throat> like the parts of people that are reflected back to me that I am annoyed by are, are me parts of myself yeah yeah 100 um, whatever i say you are that's what i am mm-hmm. and i think like it's such a it's a good practice when i remember that that is what's going on because if i can find it if i can find a way to have love and compassion for them then i'm also having love and compassion for myself if i find a way to have love and compassion for myself then i'm having love and compassion for them and it's just like doing the thing so if it's a it's a healing opportunity, I think, when that kind of stuff shows up. Yeah, but totally. It keeps showing up if you don't get it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more I push something away, the harder it comes mm-hmm. right back at me. It's like that. Um, What's that game? Tetherball? Oh, yeah. You the ball tetherball? on the string. And you yeah. put it around the pole. Mm-hmm. Slam it away from you and it comes right back at you with like all the centrifugal yeah. force. <laughs> it's just like that. That's cool. I um yeah, I remember my first sigil was like oh, my drug dealer owed me money. And so I I did this sigil and like I also like it wasn't just like your normal sigil like I it did some some other stuff. And um I don't have to go into it. But it was to get my my money back, but in the form of drugs, like bring me my drugs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is like if anyone like knows 
how drug dealers are, like the chances of that happening were pretty slim. And like an hour later, I got a call like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm coming by your house and I'm going to bring that to you. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, not only it's not like, oh, like I'll give you. I'll give you more next time. It's like I'm coming by your house and dropping that off. Unheard of. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting, right? Because that is exactly what I thought I needed. Actually, it is really is what I needed because I was going to be like, you know, I was going to be rough off if I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because I don't think that sigils work that way for me anymore. I almost think it was like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, they work really well in this really certain way and then all of a sudden like they change on you and now it's like okay now I actually have to like I can't just not do the work and like get shit like mm-hmm. it actually ends up calling me to transform or to lose the magic mm-hmm. yeah and I think that was the actual lesson of that like, so, you know, someone might hear that and be like, oh, God, that's an awful story. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that sigils allowed me to continue my drug addiction further. Um, well, it, like, it was what you needed in that moment. Dude, like, but it also eventually became, like, how I got out of that. Mm-hmm. Because one of the parts of that I learned was I had to go 100% into that. Yeah. To be able to come out of the other side. Because if I still had some some exploration or some experimentation left in me, I would be doing it right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I had to I had yep. to f- completely just exhaust it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that makes makes perfect sense. Like the the way that we think things are supposed to look or supposed to be good for us and like what is good what is bad like it we don't know <laughs> i think it really From is a fuck here, around like, it's know. a fuck around find out thing <laughs> mm-hmm. like the only way i'm going to find out is by doing something about it mm-hmm. i think is is where I, where I land on that because i could seriously sit around and try to figure out what i need and that is probably the worst way for me to find out what i need yeah. Because I'm just going to go <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just not, it's going to be like running around in circles. Um, But I think actually chasing after it or like seeking maybe is better. Mm-hmm. Then I know. I get to know because then if it doesn't, like there's a lot of times when I've done it and it's like, oh, that's not what I want at all. Yeah. And they're like, that's good information to have. Don't do it again. It's great information to have. Because otherwise it spins around like, well, maybe it's this. It's like, I know it's not that because I tried it. Right. Well, just like the same way that regret, like, this may be a cliche, but like, I regret more of the things I didn't do than the things I did do, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fear works the same way. Fear is a product of my inaction. Now, granted, there were times when I did things 
that made me have fear. But if I'm living in the stream or if I'm in the flow of it, you know, then, and if I've cleared up that stuff in my life, which was a long period of time, was just me cleaning up my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I'm done with that, then fear becomes just a product of my inaction. I have fear mm-hmm. because of the things I didn't do, not because of the things I did do. And that's a good place to be. Really, because like I have the solution to it. It's just to do the things. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, oh shit, all I have to do is do it. Yeah, just do it, dude. <laughs> all you have to do is do the very thing that you're afraid of. Like, no like, shit. Find man. out. Yeah. Well, I used to be afraid of um asking people to be on this show. Mm-hmm. You know? But there yeah. wasn't there wasn't gonna be a show. Yeah. If like that continued. Um and here we are. So it's been a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been enjoyable listening to it. So thank you for oh, thank you. Stepping into your fear and asking people. Thank you to for be listening. On. <laughs> well, I think it always is there is that Joseph Campbell quote that's like the cave that you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's always the case. Like, so <clears throat> for anyone that's like in a hard time in their life and doesn't know what to do, like look in the direction of the fear. Yeah. Is a good um, starting point, you know, like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because there's a reason I'm afraid of it. Like it doesn't just. It, there's very lo- few nameless fears. Yeah. Well, and and like, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about. Like there's a. There's a reason that you fear it, and sometimes like you step into it, and you don't really find out like what the reason was, because a lot of times it's like, oh, this is what I was afraid of. It's nothing. There's nothing scary yeah, here. It wasn't going to get and It's me. like, well, the reason you were afraid is because it's the direction you were supposed to go and now yes. you're and now you're here. Um someone mentioned this, I think it was maybe Kurt of the thing about like in a video game like if there are monsters, then you know you're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if there like if you find enemies like in the game, then you know like you're going in the right direction cuz you, you haven't been there yet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's totally that, right? Uh, and it, I, like it's it's boring when you don't fight monsters. You're like, oh man, I walked all the way over here, and I've already been here. We got to go back, <laughs> right? Like I didn't come here to experience, um, just like I just don't think I came here to be super cozy. Like, of course, there are gonna like I do want to be that sometimes, but like. Mm-hmm. It's that wave thing. Like Yeah. Well, and that's been like what's the definition? Like you can you can always be cozy and you can always be safe and you can always be stable in your heart. Yeah. Like that was that that was a, a thing that I rubbed up against and have since like fallen away. It's one of those things that I'm like dancing with. It's one of my yeah. practices is reminding myself that it's like 
you can always be perfectly okay and like safe and stable because if you are that way in your heart, like it, it is just the way that you're responding to whatever is going on around you. Like, well, and, and um, that's really good. And it makes me think, go ahead. Where you want to say more? Well, I, I, one of the, one of the things that I've been trying to figure out lately, cause like, I mean, trying to figure out how to pay rent and then also trying to like, knowing that that can change within like the course of a week like it can take it like within 24 hours it could be the difference between like having rent and not having rent and just like being more comfortable with that level of instability yeah um is something that i want to be i'm trying to practice being good at because it's a necessary skill for living the life that i want to live going yeah. in the direction that i want to go is being comfortable living is good mhm and I mean, if you just give yourself 24 hours of like, yeah, it's like, do I have enough to be good for the next 24 hours? Yes. Okay. Don't worry about it anymore. Live, live yeah. your life. Um, do the things. So that, that kind of practice, because I have realized that, and this is one of the things that makes me feel love and compassion towards like billionaires is that. They have all that hella fucking money in their bank account and they can still feel exactly the way that I do right now. And yeah. so it doesn't matter what number is in there. I get to decide how I feel right now. And then I get what I want, which is to feel good and yeah. like enjoy living life. So there's this thing that I've been coming around to realize with the help of mentors and things. Um, but that, see, I had this idea that, like, my spiritual path is one thing, and then there's all these material needs, and there's all these worldly things, and there's all these um, all these things that are separate from my, you know, this is my spiritual thing, and then as long as I'm doing that, then this stuff can be whatever. But I've come to realize that it's all my spiritual path. Like the whole thing is the spiritual experience. So like yeah. my taking care of my body, my paying my bills, my um, being available to other people who were in the position that I was in not long ago. Um my etc 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 right when i realized that those are all the same thing it blew my mind it's like okay i'm a spiritual being yes but i'm having a human experience i am having a material experience this is like the whole point of me well it's not the whole point but it's like a big point <laughs> about me being here is like i came here to do this i came here to do this and i don't know it just changed things for me um but it is i do give myself a 24-hour window of like worrying about that stuff like what can i do today mm -hmm. i have to live by it like so the main like okay there's this is like an aa thing but like I have a 24 hour reprieve based on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. 
and i thought that meant that like i just have to like do check off this box of like doing the spiritual stuff so i have to pray and meditate and do this but like my spiritual condition is my entire being Mm -hmm. so like i can't i can't like go hard in my spiritual stuff and then like rest on my laurels and my other stuff because then i'm just still resting on my laurels Mm -hmm. i have to push myself continually into territory that makes me uncomfortable so like i can never stop well i can if i want to but it's it could lead to me doing things that I don't want to do anymore. Um, does that make sense? Like, yeah, my pushing into new territory is my spiritual path. Like, and I don't know, maybe everyone doesn't have this experience, but I did where like, I thought they were different things. And then like, it's hit me this year, like, or this not last year, really 2022. Oh shit. It's all the same thing. Ah, which was mind blowing for me. Mhm. Do you have any experience with that? Like Um yeah. Yes. In that it's like The I mean the first thing that came to mind for me was or one of the things that came to mind for me because it was like five things that all came in and they're all trying to find the place to sit right now. <laughs> That's all good. Um <laughs> uh that that is definitely the way that a lot of new thought people do money magic (laughs) is like it's all like spiritual experience so if you're doing the thing that like if you're following your dharma and following your path then like money just shows up because it's one of the things that you need in order to continue doing the thing that you're doing and it just like it'll flow around you um but if and, I'm focusing and, on getting it, then it's just like the opposite thing happens. Continue. That. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like you can't, like, I mean, you can. But part part of the part of the spiritual human experience thing too is that we do have the choice to make. So like it's presented. It's like well, you can either do this or you can do this or you can do this. So you can choose to just like think that you have to do this one specific thing in this one specific way. Um, a lot of the time for, for me, it's driven by fear and it's hilarious that every time, every time I realize that it's driven by like the fear of dying, I'm like, you're going to die one day anyway, dude, might as well fuck around and find out over here and the stuff that you actually want to do. Yeah. Um, and so. That, that like blew everything else out of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. Pull the thread. Um, I've been doing that all day. It's some mercury record, mercury, yeah, mer- mercury retrograde yeah. shit. Mercury retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, and, and and so like having trying to have the spiritual and human experiences be different and separate from each other. A lot of the times, they they don't work as well as when they are exactly the same one thing and it brings in, in my practice it's shown me like all of the different ways that magic and spirituality can be like it isn't just sit in front of the altar meditate for an hour every single day it's like sit down eat food like call in my ancestors to enjoy it with me eat the food go about the rest of my day um and like always being in relationship throughout the entire thing and um 
one of the one of the things that I've been stepping into recently too is like not separating different parts out as like this is spiritual and this is not spiritual. Like I would feel like I was entering into a not spiritual state every morning when I turned my phone on. And I've been trying to be like, no, 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 we still are in this magical world, even when we're turning our phone on. Yeah. And um like I, I get a lot of stuff from my ancestors where like, why wouldn't you use all of the tools of your day at your disposal if they're moving you in a direction towards things that like bring joy and life into your life? Because that's like anything. You can you can misuse any tool in a way that's gonna make your life not the way that you want it to be. And I think if we separate out like human stuff and spirituality stuff, we lose that and we can start to kind of not misuse tools, but not like they don't get used for their full benefit. Like if I just dip out of spiritual mindset, when I go onto social media, I'm going to get in like a fight with someone. But if I remember where I am at all times, then I'm always there. The funny thing is, and here's the Zen shit about it, is that I never can actually leave it. Mm-hmm. I just think I did. <laughs> and that's like where the funny shit comes from. Like, and that's what makes me laugh. It's like, oh, yeah, I never left. I just like, for some reason, I thought I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know? Which is a, something that used to really aggravate me when, um, my mentor would say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like fuck you. That's not my experience, but I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. And it might take it might take like weeks before I realize what was going on. Yep. Sadly, but it's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, and this is like another thing that angels are really useful for. Like I keep saying, useful for. Like I'm using the angels. I don't like that, but like helpful, helpful. with helpful with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is they they get that shit. Like that remembering thing, like that's that's part of I think the angelic mind is that remembering who I am. Mhm. And um just like being in relation to them more and more each day. Like I start like, you know, the number thing it's like, I don't know what this means really. When I see the numbers in a row, which happens like constantly, it's like, maybe I just look at my phone too much. I don't know. Like like, I'm just a (laughs) clock watcher. Probably. See, Um, When I went backpacking though, when I didn't have my phone on me, it was just feathers everywhere on the ground. I'm like, okay, it's not a phone. It's it's, it's not a phone thing. They will use what is around, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, so, okay. Yeah. The numbers thing. It's like, well, I don't really know what they mean. And I'm not, if I, I think I could probably go crazy trying to figure out what that meant, but what it means and I think you helped me realize this too in our convers- one of our conversations is like what it means is to remember. Mm-hmm. And so every time that's just a reminder. And so whenever I see those numbers, I pray. And I'll do like about me all angels. And um, the more I can do that, 
it just helps. Like it's incredibly helpful to have them around. Mm-hmm. Well, they're yeah. always around, but to like acknowledge that they're around. <laughs> yeah, to be able to see. We're here, dude. Like, oh, that's you. It's like, hey, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> right. And the ancestors work a similar way. But I find that it's a lot more body. Mm-hmm. And like just straight up talking in my head. <laughs> but like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a, a good one of those uh, yesterday. Like forgetting about different relationships and ancestors. I mean, they show up and they're like, yeah, hi. I know you forgot about us and you also couldn't hear us because you had a bunch of like gunk all around in here but that's all gone now so you can hear us again how do you clear that gunk how do you clear that gunk what do you do what's your process for that because that's interesting doing yeah i i mean it happened to me yesterday because i went to qigong for the first time in in forever and then i could hear again for the rest of the day yeah um so it's a it's remembering that i Remembering that that's something that I can do and then also like that I should be doing because it is helpful. Um, but a lot of times I'll take like, I'll take a bath. Baths work really nicely for me for clearing. Um, Palo Santo is like huge yeah. homie. Yeah. Such a good friend. Um, uh, fire ceremonies are also big for me. Like um, light a candle, use a little stick. I think Alberto Violdo does it this way. You like you light a candle, do the usual, <laughs> call call in whoever you have to like uh be there with you for clearing and like thank uh the fire as well. And I use toothpicks and I'll just blow whatever it is that needs to be cleared out of me and then light the toothpick on fire. Um and then I uh, dispose of the burnt part of the toothpick um but that has worked really really well for me and i just have to remember what a good tool it is because like uh clearing like i could clear like i feel stupid doing this blow that into a toothpick put it in the fire yeah um but i've gotten to the point where i just do it imaginally i can just do it in the yeah, and that, and like it's it's the um it, it there's there's a there's a thing that underlines all clearing work, I think. Like the like a basic it's like a basic framework for all clearing work. You kind of like you look at the thing, you let the thing be, and then you somehow like move it from your body. And there's a billion ways to do that, and you just kind of do the one that works. Because if it's not if it doesn't feel like it's working, then it's not working. Do something else. <laughs> well, and that is where I will say that is where a physical ritual does come in because mm-hmm. it matters less if that feels like it's working, I think. In my experience, mm-hmm. I can only speak from my own experience, but like I went and did the action. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to like, it doesn't have to feel like anything. So well, it doesn't have to feel like anything because like the, the action of you doing it I is you it believing up. that it's going to work because yes. if you didn't believe it was going to work, you wouldn't be. Doing I wouldn't it. have done it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing too, because that takes us back to like the, 
the desire manifestation thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. so this is another thing that um, had to be told to me in a thousand times before I realized what the fuck this guy was saying was like, <laughs> see, I think that how it works is that I have things because I do things, but it actually works like I am the thing. If I can be the thing, then I'm able to do the thing. And then everything comes from that, you know, mm-hmm. be, do not do be, yeah. which is like, I would always hear that and be like, man, fuck that backwards ass shit. I don't even know what you're talking about. And then like it clicked one day, like, Oh shit. And it, an easy way to say it is just taking the actions, but it is like, I wouldn't be able to do the actions if I didn't have it in me to do it. If I didn't have the power to do it, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't, that's just a grace to me is like, that's what the state of grace is. And I think also like something about the clearing is, is a bit of grace too. Like, mm-hmm. um, what that really means, you know, like when all that gunk is cleared, you know? And I think that like, spiritual there's a lot of spiritual tech for that like you said um and people hear grace and and it it gets kind of it gets co-opted and and used in a lot of weird ways but it's like at the very at the very base of it it's just like something that that happens despite what i i don't know Maybe something that happens despite what I think can happen. <laughs> like, because when I'm in that place, I just like just don't see any way out. And then I'm out. Mm-hmm. That's grace. Like, because I don't know that I did anything to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, somehow I was just able to be it. Does that make sense or am I rambling? There's, <laughs> I'm rambling. There, there's something in there that makes sense to me that I'm, I, like, I'm, I can tell that I like it, but it didn't fully, it didn't fully click. <laughs> That's cool. I'll probably delete it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be better about leaving things in, even if they don't land. Um, because. Because I'm trying yeah. to think about like the, the way that I've understood grace or the way that I've like gone into grace has been like with like the grace of the mother and she's always always there always ready that's the thing she does it despite what you do like what you are and what you think can happen like the grace of the love of the mother is like unconditional right that's Mm -hmm. kind of what i'm trying to get at and it's and it's interesting because i think even in the state of like receiving grace it feels i'm the one that makes it conditional like i'm like she's loving me despite me doing this and that's a condition and she's like no dude i just love you yeah no conditions it's not like oh even though you did this i still love you no i just love just love so what allows you to what allows you to remember to take the bath (sighs) Um, is grace yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i think you know like and that's kind of what i'm i think what i'm getting at like Whatever allows me to remember, like it's that same we're talking about forgetting and remembering, and we keep coming back to this, right? Well, mm-hmm. like there is a point 
where I remember. That's grace. Because I don't know mm-hmm. where that comes. Like, I don't know why it happens. Just like I don't know why I forget. Yeah. Maybe the forgetting is the grace because the remembering is the grace, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people hate it when now, I, talk about now I was just wondering. The, I was wondering, <laughs> I'm like, what is, what is, what is forgetting and remembering look like to angels? Like, what does it look like outside of time? Does it look like the one same thing? Because yeah. if it's just two sides of the same coin, I'm like, then what's the coin? What does it look like? They're yeah, like, they're doing good, that thing again. I don't know what side of the coin they're on, but they're doing it again. That's a really good question. <laughs> and I just think that's a generally good exercise to think like, what do angels see when they see this? Mm-hmm. Of anything. Because yes. um, their vantage point is like, it's just, it's outside of everything, right? So like, if I can try to get there, then like, I'm actually doing it, right? Angelic oh, mind. It did freeze. Oh, really? You froze too. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, angels. Um, oh, oh, okay. You're back. You froze for a second. My internet connection is apparently unstable. Just like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm good. Um, yeah, okay, so what it looks like to them, that's really interesting. I I think it just looks like being incarnate. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, whatever that, like, that's a, obviously like, oh, just like being incarnate. Like, oh, that, <laughs> they're like, just they're that. doing that being alive thing again. It's really weird. You want to come look? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. You want to see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good, that's a really good thing to think with. I'm going to have to sit with it. What does that look like to them? Because mm-hmm. there's a, definitely something there to it. Like, because they dig it. They want to know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like, the way that I've heard, have you have you watched any of Matias Stefano's stuff? On no. his like remembering his past lives and remembering like all of how all of the different dimensions. That stuff is solid. Um, I'll check it out for sure. I love that kind of stuff. Have you ever remembered past lives? I only when I went like looking for them, I had like little tastes of them. I've had tastes too. And just tastes and like contract clearings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But Matias DiStefano was like, he's in that same camp. It's kind of like when I watched the Bob Lazar documentary where it's like, I mean, he's not lying. I don't yeah, know like, if it's the truth. I but can tell this lying. person is sincere. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's and, how I feel um, about Bob Lazar too. And he what he talks about, he's like, he's like, it doesn't make any sense to me that everybody's trying to get to like the fifth dimension in this lifetime, where that's where it's like it's like pure like bliss and just like being just like like you could call it like enlightenment. And he's Dude, like, I it really, doesn't make sense to me because every time true. anyone gets there, they just come back down here. Yeah. Because they get bored. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a trap, dude. <laughs> and not like, maybe not in like a really sinister way, but like, it's just like, it's a trap. Like, it's just another way to get, um, it's just another distraction, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like getting like magical powers or distractions and a lot of like, Buddhist thought, like, oh, don't even worry about the fact that you're levitating. Like, just don't, like, yeah, don't like, get lost fine, in that shit. Just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I think it is. And like, well, you're right. That That's interesting, right? So, okay. The coming back down. Every time they get up there, they come back down. That's what we're doing when we forget and remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that coming back down is really important to being here. Like I've got to go back down the mountain. Because look, if I wanted to, I could just become a monk and just like go live in a monastery and just like take a vow of silence and just like I'm not going to speak again. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, And that would be fine. You know, that would be okay. But like, I probably would want to come back. Yeah. That's why meditation retreats are so popular. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have a hard enough time remembering what this life is. That I don't, I don't, haven't gotten to past lives yet. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I have an idea of the, the scope of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it feels like so much of past life stuff is playing out in this life stuff, too. Because, like, I mean, like, the resolved past lives are cool, I guess. I would, like, they would be cool to, like, sit down and if someone did, like, an Akashic record reading or however and just be like, look, at all of these. But for the most part, like, the ones that are affecting this life are all of the unresolved ones. And they will kind of play themselves out in different ways ways like you could see yeah. the patterns of them showing up and like whenever someone has told me about uh different unresolved past life stuff like ways that i have died i'm like oh well that makes sense why i'm afraid of this particular flavor of thing that's just something that's coming through to try to be resolved in a way but then i wonder like what's the difference between past lives and ancestors are they different are they the same thing Because yeah, I think it's all just one goop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we are kind of like these... Um, we're kind of like human centipedes. Sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real, though. Like, think about time. Think about time as one place. Mm-hmm. Then we are these like multi-legged. I think it's in um, Slaughterhouse Five, where those beings are like that. Hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent, but yeah, I haven't read that one. But I have, I have had that same visual of being like one long string of yeah, we're like a big string of people that move through time. And yeah. so, like, I think also that um, that there are like parts of our souls that are like recycled. Mm-hmm. For like that's such a bad word, like for that too. Like <laughs> recycle, like someone threw it in a bin and then like, you know. <laughs> um but like parts of our like we get put together from pieces of other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like I have pieces of some ancestors and probably pieces of some other spirits and like people that made vows to help. Mm-hmm. And then, like, later on down the line, like, like, swirl around me, you know? Like, I'm a yeah. ship with a crew. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, the, the Egyptian ship stuff. stuff. The ship stuff is... Um, Me and Jess did that graveyard working earlier this year. And we both posted about it on our sub stacks. Um, I don't remember how to pronounce her sub stack. It's the... 
It's one of the words from Ursula Le Guin, but bon it's on he? my Substack. Is it Bonhi? I don't know how to pronounce yes. it either. I always just thought that that one. Bonhi. Okay, I really. Yeah. I I'm like I'm just not gonna say it because I don't oh. know how to. Yeah, that's just my <laughs> guess at it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we we wrote about uh this graveyard working that we did. Different graveyards, different coasts of the country, and one of the things that came through really strongly for me was this idea of ships and um, like ports and uh, like ships carrying passengers, ships carrying supplies, but like all of these ships that were traveling down this river and on the banks of the river, like the new world, like the better world that our hearts know was possible, was being built, and part of us coming into relationship with the spirits of the dead in the graveyard was setting up this like port for the ships to come to and like have supplies put on and have supplies taken off in order for the spirits for us to come into relationship with the spirits of the underworld to build this new world together i love it it was beautiful and wonderful to do that's really cool Yeah, well, because I think um, that just like in the same way that my unresolved ancestral stuff kind of keeps me cut off from those potential blessings, mm -hmm. um, and it just works like that with everything. You know, like the more I can be in relation to, the more boons flow into my life, like in like crazy, unexpected ways. And I mm -hmm. think local spirit, like that's another one of those cool um, liminal areas, right? Is like the local dead and the spirits of place. Like that's a transition area where you're taking, like you're going from being a walking around incarnate human and a way station into becoming a spirit of place. If it's mm -hmm. done, if, if it's being done, um, how it sh how it should be is that if the process is unfettered if the yeah 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 <laughs> right if the process is unfettered because it's fettered <laughs> most of the places yeah and so like and i also want to say one thing real quick because i was thinking about this when we were talking if there's anyone that's listening and is like do you people hear voices in your heads you hear voices in your heads too in your head too we all do it's mm -hmm. just a matter of, are they working for me or are they working against me? Mm -hmm. Am I in flow with them or am I in um, in dissonance with them? You know, like, because I used to hear all the time what, what I would hear in my head was, you're not good enough. You fuck up all the time. Um, you're ugly. You suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. I would hear that all the time. Maybe to some people it's not quite that bad. Um, mm -hmm. But there is some level of like, you got to do this. You've got to do this. It won't be right until you do this. It won't be right until mm -hmm. I do this. Uh, or maybe it's like no one else no one else is doing it right and I'm doing it right. And, mm -hmm. and why can't yeah. anyone figure out like how to do this? Like why doesn't anyone understand me? Why is everyone doing it wrong? You know what I mean? Whatever it is. 
that's what we're talking about when we're talking about clearing clearing out the gunk. I yep. just want to make that clear for anyone that like doesn't if anyone's even still listening that didn't understand that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, maybe if you didn't turn it off. Um Yeah, I guess that goes back to one of the magic like oh my god this stuff really works. Yeah. Was when I f- did the first round of ancestor elevations. And then realized that thoughts that I had thought for my entire life were just gone. Yeah. And like these were things that I had been trying to like therapy or journal my way through and they were just gone. Like I just yeah. didn't think that way anymore. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I'm like, this is, there's something to this and we're going to yeah. keep doing it. <laughs> the ancestral elevation stuff is great. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good frameworks for this kind of thing in magic. Um, and so I highly, Highly recommend at least looking into it um, because it doesn't have to be that way. My thought life is really not like that. I mean, like every now and then, right? Like we fall into a little more so, or I will fall mm-hmm. into a little more so. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about forgetting. But yep. um, for the most part, it's it's um, it's in alignment over here in Tim's head. And that wasn't always the way. Mm-hmm. And, I, and when it's not, I have techniques to mm-hmm. return to alignment um yep. and so it's really a worthwhile thing if anyone hasn't explored that um it's life-changing do more magic <laughs> yeah because like i didn't realize that those thoughts were spirits and really like whatever words right like mm-hmm. you can call it you know yeah, I I get the image in my head recently. I've been getting the image in my head when I like tell something like that to go away. It's just this image of this like like kind of monstrous, like wormy looking creature wearing like a like a um, a collared shirt and a tie, sitting in front of like a microphone, and like their job is to be like, "You suck, you're terrible, <laughs> you're doing everything wrong." And I'm like, "Can you go away?" They're like, "Oh, finally!" And they like pack up their briefcase and like walk out of the door, <laughs> just like leave. Yeah. They're like, "I was supposed to be off shift like so long." God, ago, thank <laughs> God annoying. you let me. You let me go. That's actually really, really good because it's not like a malicious thing. It's just like we're both miserable when we do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I want to go home to my family, dude. Can you be done with me?" <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Um, and you know, that's like, like you said the ancestral elevation stuff helped that because a lot of the time it is just like ancestors living through me and like rehashing mm-hmm. these old patterns and just being like worried about us. They're like, but what if you, yeah, okay, that too, guys. that too, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. And if you don't, you know, if you're hearing this and don't know where to go, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we have some good recommendations. Um, <laughs> hell yeah! What's the time? Okay, we've been going about two hours, I think. Mm-hmm. How you feeling? I feel I feel pretty good. I feel good. You know, this isn't how I yeah. expected this to go, but I've really enjoyed it. Like it's been a yeah. lot more um, <laughs> practical, I think, which mm-hmm. is good. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Maybe this is if this is my practical, maybe I'm just like way out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always enjoy talking to you. Um 
real quick, how about you plug what you got going on? Okay. Um, well, I've got. I'm on. I'm back on Instagram now as okay. uh, at Planet Destroyer Fifty Four, which is the same name as my Twitch name, which is where I will be streaming uh, divination for people again and. Through my Instagram, you can find the link for booking private divination sessions with me. Um, and I also have particular qualifications in sex education. So if anybody's got like sex questions they want to talk through, also doing counseling about that kind of thing. Um, and then I'm on Substack. My Substack's called Decorating Time. It's Marissa Gambrudi.substack.com. And my link where you can book private sessions with me is the same Marissa Gambrudi.com. Because I paid for that domain name and I'm going to use it. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's good stuff. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I always really enjoy having you. We always have thank good chats. Me. And um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Yeah, dude. You too. Talk to you soon. Hmm. Do you experience weird shit? Do your parents not like to tell their friends about what you do in the woods? Do you make more friends in a graveyard than you do at a party populated by living humans? Do you have interactions with beings that are not strictly considered human? Do other people look at you like you're crazy when you mention talking to trees in casual conversation? If you fist pumped or even just answered yes to any of these questions, you may be a nightbird. So let's sing together. If you'd like to come on the show and flap your gums with me, share your stories, or just talk about the malleable nature of reality for a while, then send me an email at tim at nightbirdpodcast.com. That's tim at nightbirdpodcast.com. I'd love to have you on the show. But until then, I gotta fly. But before I go, let me say this. Remember, you are never alone. I believe you.